Uh, what is up, everybody? I have returned and feel like I've all but forgotten about, all forgotten how to how to run any of this stuff, because I almost just missed that cue, because I was trying to figure out what some other noise was. So basically, we're back. Man, I am already so tired. <laughs> like, the show show just started, and I'm just... I'm just completely exhausted. I'm going with a new lighting motif. I mean, obviously, like, it's hard to mess with imperfection. Isn't that how the saying goes? But I'm going to try, trying to soften this up. I actually have I have a new camera. Not a sponsor. Um, nobody's a sponsor, so it works out. Uh, but I'm going to give that a shot. I just have not had a chance to um, to put it together. So maybe by next week... This whole show could look like 100% better. But actually... Uh, it is July 20th. Thank you for returning to the Hard Rock Lunchbox and the Top 20. I was away last week. I appreciate everybody's patience and understanding. Uh, it is It is sometimes <laughs> funny. Like, I know, like, when you tell people, like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I won't be there or I won't be doing that thing uh, next week. You know, a lot of times the the um, the response is like, oh, man, you know, like, I don't get that. <laughs> I don't get that anymore. I get, I get way more along the lines of, like, Eric, <laughs> in a couple weeks. Which, I mean, I, I feel like I keep telling myself it's basically like this people understand that kind of need a break from time to time and the fact that I really do 50 to 51 of these shows a year is you know kind of testament to my work ethic so I'm, I'm hoping it's that that people are just more understanding and not so much that people are like good I mean have fun like <laughs> but I honestly um, I have a good amount to talk about today uh, actually none of it kind of came up until about two hours ago, um, I actually had a lot of a bunch of stuff I was going to talk about, uh, other stuff I was going to talk about. Uh, but I, I got some good material courtesy of Bacon is my podcast, so we'll uh, we'll get on that in just a few. But in the meantime, we do have some light housekeeping. I know that's probably everybody's favorite uh, part of the show. The um, the top twenty episode from last week is out. Uh, it's the zip code advantage. Check that out. I uh, talk about like perfection and how it just doesn't matter. It just, nobody cares. Like it's just a race to care less and less and less. I suppose I I don't know. But but go ahead and check that out. Um, so uh, in Rebel Nine news, though, there's a bunch of stuff happening in Rebel Nine. In fact, so much stuff happening in Rebel Nine news that I'm doing my I am doing less than my inadequate job of uh, telling people about it and promoting things. Uh, Basically, what happened is, um, I think any regular listener of the show will know that this is uh, kind of how things have been headed. I feel like I've been, I feel like I've been talking a lot about. I want to be dramatic and just say like my gradual and eventual demise, but like I don't mean it to sound so dramatic. I just, I just keep seeing like this trajectory um, because I'm just, I don't, even, I don't even know why. I just know that I am so. Um, but there was 
Like there's there's been a whole lot of stuff. Like I just have not been able to get it done. And I and I swear on all that's holy. If I had not turned over the reins to uh, to David Caggiano, our producer of the new uh, new batch of material, like it would not have gotten done. I know that for a fact. I know it for a fact because I've barely had time to even listen to some of the mixes that come in. Like I have to find time to do those. And like every other Rebel Nine record, like I was engineering. Like I was like recording it. Most I was recording most of it. That you know anything that wasn't getting sent into me, and then just recording, uh, recording that, but also recording all of my stuff on my own, and then doing all the engineering and doing all the mixing, really just sending it out. Uh, no, sorry, I was not doing the mix, sending it out to be mixed, but I was just intimately involved in the mixing process as well. So there's just no way any of that material would have been done, and I know that for a fact because um, I've been able to get you know my parts done, and it's actually worked out really well for me. But like with that extra time, I haven't even done the basics of promotion for stuff coming up and like there was a whole like I really like we have side outs coming out on the 4th of uh, August the day before our big show at um, at the warehouse in uh, Amityville and that's on purpose right we want people to be excited uh, it's also on purpose and we'll talk about this probably later on in the show like why I do that um, and why it's important for me to do that but um, the whole purpose was I wanted to create a video for side out I had a whole idea of what I wanted to do. I was waiting for the band to come up with some ideas to see if they were like kind of better. And it was funny enough because Tony's idea was basically half of my idea. And it was funny that it just kind of worked out that way. And I thought that was like, man, we're in sync here. And that's, that's definitely something we should capitalize on it. But that's about as far as it goes because it takes a lot to do that. Like, and it may not sound like it takes a lot, but at the very least it takes an email to get it started, you know? And that's, I know, I, I know it's not just a time thing for me. Like, I'm actually having some... Um, they're kind of depressive characteristics, but I don't want people to confuse that characteristic with being sad. Those are completely other things. It's just a demotivational thing. Like, it's a kind of like a low-functioning energy, right? Like, just enough to kind of get up and do stuff. It pretty much takes everything out of me. So that's kind of what that is. So I just haven't gotten a lot done. So once we've reached the point where I realized we weren't going to do a video for Side Out... Uh, I just oh, jumping ahead. Sorry. See, I don't even have the effort, the the ability to tell a full story. So the whole plan was, I was holding on to these videos that we had. It took forever to get the lyric videos for Blue and for Easy. It took absolutely forever. Uh, it was you know still during COVID, and the the person, the company I, I was working with, like had all the stuff, and the person that had done uh, Keep You Near uh, had left that company, which sucked because she is who I wanted to do it, but it. It worked out. We got him back, but then we got him back like way late, where it wasn't even worth promoting the record anymore. It was already like two years old, so it seems silly. Which, in hindsight, now that it's like three years old, seems even sillier. But the plan was to hold on to all these videos. Uh, Blue, uh, the lyric video for Blue, the lyric video for Easy, the actual Honest to God live action video for Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap, and then release those in succession, 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 succession. Secessions when you leave a country because you want to have slavery, and then 200 plus years later you say that wasn't the reason, even though it says it in your letter of secession. That's secession. Um, but yeah, in succession to sort of ramp up because our channel's been quiet since like we released the lyric video for Keeping Near, and I did the Bimpy Awards and stuff like that. That's basically all it's on the channel. So you kind of need to build that stuff back up, which is what I was trying to do. Uh, and then once, uh, so I was going to release them like that. And then once we realized there wasn't going to be a video for Side Out, it's like, all right, well, I guess I should 
kind of clean house and get all this stuff out, which is why, if you've been paying any attention at all to the Rebel 9 page, which I don't blame you if you haven't. I'm doing a horrendous job promoting it. My band isn't doing much better, so why would you even know? But we released the lyric video for Blue, which has a funny story involving Noodle that I'm sure has not resolved yet. So if I forget to tell you about that during the Top 20 or during the show, please speak up in the chat and let me know because it's a very funny video. And... It's a very, it's a very funny noodle-specific story, and I guarantee you this is going to have a consequence down the road. So if you want to get in on it now, now is a good time to do that. Uh, we release, and then we released, we released a lyric video for Blue. That's out, um, and with almost no promotion, we've already gotten like several hundred views on it. So thank you very much for that. Uh, we released the following week the video for Easy, which has a lot less views, but it's still close to about a hundred. I really don't understand how that works. I don't understand algorithms, which is funny because I ought to, but I just don't. I think my brain just doesn't work so well on social media and those kind of platforms. I just don't understand how it works. Black experience is completely on me. It's fine. I feel like I'm going to throw in the towel on that particular rank. So we released those to kind of drum up some excitement because I think on Tuesday we're going to be releasing the Dirty Deeds Dunder Cheap video, although... I planned it to release on a day when we would be at the studio to uh, kind of comment live, but I don't know that Noodle's going to be there, so I may have to move it, but I don't even know where I would move it to. I don't feel like it's a good idea to move it to the following week, because honestly, we need to rehearse for this show, because the band is not in tip-top shape at all. Like, the last rehearsal I was at, like, I took a week off, and that was fine. Like, I knew that. I was under the impression foolishly so that my band was going to rehearse in my absence because we have a show coming up and we have new stuff that we're going to put out but stupid me my band decided to do something completely else i still don't even know what they did noodle and kaz were telling me they were recording they weren't recording rebel nine stuff so i have absolutely no idea what they were doing so they didn't feel like it was anything worth mentioning to me at all but it definitely did show in last week's or last tuesday's rehearsal just how great my band isn't these days so we're gonna have to rehearse so i don't know that i can push that forward so my point is is that it might come out next tuesday that is the set date of the premiere i think it's the 25th of july so that should be that. I also tried to get a lyric video done for Side Out. I just don't think I can get it done in time, considering I haven't even started the process. So that might come out a little bit after Side Out, a little bit after the show, just to, I don't know, complete the thing. But this is literally how bad things are going here in the Rebel 9 promotional department. Like, I would hire somebody to do this stuff. But like, we have very little money, but I would gladly give somebody very little money to handle, like, our social media presence and kind of handle these things, like, some sort of management. Because i got to be honest, man, after 15 years, I'm just, like, completely burnt out from doing it. And there is just, like, no help coming at all from uh, inside the, the, the general corporation here, which just sucks, so nothing's getting done. And that's why there's, like, not a lot of shows, but I have a lot to say about shows and you know what i think the future of shows for rebel 9 is because i'm also tired of doing that for everybody too so i i don't i don't know what that's going to look like but i didn't mean to complain all that much right away i actually had some stuff i wanted to talk about oh also um i'm going to i'm doing an interview later today with jackie raven uh she's a dj on new regal radio and uh, i don't know when that show's going to air but she's great, and she's a huge Rebel 9 fan and a huge Rebel 9 champion. So uh, it's one of the very few interviews that I agreed to do. So I'll be recording that later. I don't know when it's going to air, but I will let you know. Uh, and I assume we'll talk about all things about the new release. So if you're interested at all, 
in anything about Side Out, uh, that would be a good one to watch. But like I said, I'll let you know when that's coming up. So, what did I want to talk about today? Who knows? <laughs> um, no. Uh, I actually had uh, several stuff. Oh, yeah. And don't forget, um, we'll be at uh, the warehouse on August 5th. That's super important. <coughs> if I haven't mentioned, the lineup is done. It's Dino Skate Park, uh, Pathmaker, Something Heavy, Us, and Craving Strange. Uh, we're going to have Craving Strange close this one. Um, Jimmy asked. Uh, I thought it would be a good idea, and I agreed with him, so we're going to have him close that one. Um, so, But, yeah, it's not like a headlining situation, despite what you see in the flyers. It's still my show. <laughs> so... It is what it is, right? Um, but here's what I wanted to talk about. <clears throat> so on Bacon is My Podcast, as much as I like the interviews that they do with like bands and stuff, it's less interesting to me because unless it's a band I'm interested in, which totally makes sense, but I really do like that they've added in the discussions and drinks because uh, Jimmy and Mike are two of my best friends, so it's nice to sort of feel like I'm still part of that. And that's not a dis, dis- them. I do not have the resources currently to hang out at all the level that I want like or even minimally like I was even just talking to uh, to Annie from Jackknife Stiletto about like trying to grab coffee and I literally cannot over the next two weeks because every minute of my day is basically just taken up especially now that I've got so much medical stuff to do uh, it's just like every day like I can't even find like I can't even find times to actually do work that I'm being hired to do let alone you know just skip out for an hour like it's really really messed up like I actually got out to Beery's last night uh, to see the uh, Muckrakers and uh, Terriginous show like seriously by just a twist of scheduling fate I was able to do it and the show ran late which completely messed me up which which sucked which is its own problem and I ought to know better and it's fine I worked it out uh, but like it is just so hard but like it's very difficult to go meet co- people for coffee at like 1030 I mean normal people but anyway uh, my point is I like discussions of drinks I always have uh, and this one was really good and, and I think it was a really good topic and episode Uh, idea to run with it was basically like how do you how do you be friends with people that are completely polar opposite to you kind of politically with religion and ideas and stuff like that it's something that literally everybody is dealing with these days unless you're just one of those people that have completely shut people out of your life uh because uh because of their they're different beliefs than yours. Um, and it was good because they had Mike Early on, who's a dear old friend of Jimmy's to the point where I know him. And, and him and I will discuss stuff. And him and I are absolute opposites on most things. Even though, and this is the part that bothers me the most about people like Mike, is I feel like we're really close in ideolo- ideology, but we really get lost in what what are actual facts, and then Mike tends to really double down on stuff, and then we'll say stuff like, "Dude, you know, I respect your opinion, but I'm never going to, uh, you know, you're never going to convince me of anything." Like, and and that's its own thing, right? Like that argument, like you're never going to convince me, or I'm never going to be convinced. Like I feel like sometimes when I talk, I annoy people so much that it doesn't really matter what I say. Like I could say water is wet and the sky is blue and grass is green and they'll be like just because you're saying it i'm gonna say no 
And if you don't think that's true, like, God bless you. That's fine. I don't know why I brought God into this, but maybe he was here. Maybe she was here. Who knows? Maybe they were here. They were here. There we go. That's probably more appropriate. But, like, I definitely have that experience. Like, just because I'm saying something, especially politically, but just because I'm saying something and people be like, that's wrong because I don't like you and I don't agree with anything that you say. Like, listen, dude, you can do whatever it is that you want in your life, but to tell me that I'm wrong about stuff just because I'm saying it is so super foolish and I'm not blowing smoke up my own ass. But 99 times out of 100, I'm going to be the smarter one in a conversation if I bother to open my mouth about it because I learned way back when just to shut the fuck up when I don't know what I'm talking about. And I feel like that lesson is the one that really needs to start getting taught in school, not all these other things. But anyway, so I like Mike. I like what he says. I only really ever challenge him when he posts something that I consider to be factually inaccurate, and I can prove it. <laughs> like It's not like I'm just, I have a difference of opinion. Like, differences of opinion are, are fine. And like I've said forever, like having a difference in ideology, fine. It's like having a difference in religious beliefs. You know what I mean? Like, if you believe in God, if you don't believe in God, like, we can still be friends, right? Like, I mean, unless you are God, and then I'm like, I don't believe in you. Like, that feels like a conversation stopper. Like, we've all heard of conversation starters, but, hey, man, you don't exist. Feels like the end of a conversation, but that could just be me. Just what, just what I'm saying. So I actually made some notes. And I messaged Jimmy earlier. I told him I was making notes, which was going to make my job a lot easier because I was basically watching his show so I could talk about his show so I didn't have to do anything for my show. And honestly, isn't that just a little bit genius? This moment of the top 20 in the Hard Rock Lunchbox has been brought to you by Bacon Is My Podcast and absolutely no effort from yours truly. If that doesn't make the bumpers this week, I don't know what's going to. So, um... So a couple things I wrote down, and I encourage you, I encourage you to not hit your microphone, it's very unprofessional. I encourage you to go over to StrangerHoodTV.com, it'll bring you right over to the YouTube channel. The latest video up should be Discussions and Drinks, because I did not post a top 20, because there was no top 20 last week, although I could have been a huge dick and posted a top 20 video that was just like a blank screen, like the whole, the whole intro, right? And then like, thanks everybody, <laughs> like, and the day's not over, I may still post that, but... Probably not. If I don't have time for coffee with Annie, I don't have time for funny top, hilarious top 20 videos. <laughs> coffee with Annie is definitely way more fun than top 20 videos, even the best kind. But anyway, so I wrote down a couple of points. First of all, I actually put this in the com I started commenting more, and I was like, I'm just going to save that shit for my show. So my very first comment that I actually put on the YouTube page, if you go look at the video, you'll see my comment because... Mike, Mike refers to Indiana as being north of here, which Indiana is not north of here, like in any way, shape, or form. I mean, like it just, it's, it's that. It's, it's, I mean, I guess extreme northern Indiana could be like north of like the most south Long Island. I mean, like, but I just, I thought it was funny. Like, like and it wasn't even funny that he said it, really. It was funny the way Mike and Jim react, because Jim's from Indiana. So, like, <laughs> Mike says, like, hey, man, I, you know, from whatever, north here. And Mike and Jim are both like, what? <laughs> Which is exactly what I love about the show. Like, I love that part. Like, I mean, yeah, you get to see that kind of stuff in the interviews, too. But discussions and drinks, is for me, it's just, it's just, I'm going, wow, <laughs> the pimp world. Like, so I love that. Um... 
So a couple points like that I just didn't get to argue with because I'm not on that show, so I'm going to do it now without them uh, being able to respond, is Mike made a reference to how a lot of this polarization started with COVID. Now, I just want to point out, and not that I'm correcting him because what happened during covid is a very very real thing but the seeds of all this stuff aside from going back to the political seeds like when ronald reagan was uh, elected and all the stuff that he ran on and conservative versus liberal a lot of backlash in the 70s and stuff like that all that's been like well documented and it exists and the evangelicals and all that other stuff what really happened is the political dis- divide really took a hit or really, I guess, got bigger when Obama got elected. And if you don't think so, just read absolutely anything about that time from a reputable source, any of those books, and you will see like stuff where the the um, the entire Republican establishment was like, we're just not going to do anything to get any work done because we don't respect this person that just got elected to be president. Now, that's a fact. And Mitch McConnell himself is documented as saying, like, we're just going to say no. And if you don't believe me, why don't you do a research, little little research thing about Merrick Garland and the Supreme Court nomination? I'll show you. It'll show you just how disrespectful half of this country was to uh, President Barack Obama's presidency. Democratically elected. No one contested the election. They just didn't like that a black man was in the office. And you'll see all of that stuff. So that is what started that divide. Right. That was a big divide. Now, when Trump got elected, it worked out okay because half the country just didn't like Hillary. So they were like, all right, that's fine. So it was it was a little bit less of that particular divide. And then once he got elected and he started pandering and doing all this stuff, like really, really split up the country politically is when it really started getting bad. And then once you had COVID, it didn't really matter because people were just like, I don't believe in COVID. I believe in COVID. And then there was like, you should do this about COVID. And like, you should not tell me what to do with my body. All that stuff just erupted. And everyone was stuck at home and mad and online. And that's why it bubbled to the surface. But like all these militias and like separatists and all this stuff, that's existed for years, for decades, well before this. COVID is really just like... You know, like when they talk about like um, like a TV show that was like big, like Cobra Kai, for example, TV shows like big on YouTube for a little while. And then all of a sudden it was like super popular. They talk about that with bands like Train and Goo Goo Dolls, like these overnight sensations that took 10 years. That's this. So once they actually hit COVID, it was like they were in America's Got Talent. And now everybody started talking and like it got bigger and louder and everybody saw it. And that divide and, and that, the, the brutal, like awful discourse all started because people had the time to do it. And they had what I consider to be the most important part, um, which was they were suddenly feeling like they were right. And this is another point that came up in their episode where they were talking about, like, why would you even choose this echo chamber? Right. And 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 uh, it was Eli Pariser, I think, that coined the um, the uh, the phrase information bubble and stuff like that. And, and I've talked about that and I've written about it, like, especially in terms of music, but in terms of the political divide, where in this day and age with tech being what it is, you can actually kind of shape your world like what you see you create these bubbles of information like my i guarantee if i search for something uh and and mike early searches for something on the exact same google search page we will get completely different results and that is how information bubbling works right so you create your own echo chamber and that's by design and you actually have to work 
to not create it. And people are inherently lazy. People are also inherently dumb and don't understand how those things work. One of the things that I used to like about being at the gym is that there was always Fox News on, so I would always see like Fox News, and I would get some I would get some information. And not all of it's wrong. They actually have some journalists on Fox News. It's just most of the hosts. Whenever you get into opinions, like you know, as we all just found out in the Dominion lawsuits, like all these hosts will just lie right to you against you know stuff that they don't even believe because that's just what they're doing today. Like that's not a place to get news from. But then you take somebody like. Like Rachel Maddow, for example, on MSNBC. She's super polarizing, but like every time she makes a mistake, she does an on air correction. She's a Rhodes Scholar, for Christ's sake. She's smarter than basically everybody on Fox. And she, you know, she does her own issues. People give her shit because she doesn't cover all the issues. That's not what she does. She covers the issues that she's interested in. So those are the issues that I'm going to go to her for, right? Like, I'm not going to go to her for, like, I don't know what's going on in sports. I guess. I mean, like, it's not really her thing. Like, and 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 you can do that. Like, right? You can go to people like that you can trust, and you can do that, and you can reach outside of your own comfort zone. But the the echo chamber builds automatically. And I will tell you, and I then I'll shut up and play some music. I will tell you that the number one reason they build so well, and people are so willing to go along with it, is because if you think about it. Most of the most of the people in the world, right? The average, the, we talk about this, the bell curves. The average person is a C student, right? And I'm not slamming them for being that. I'm just pointing out that that exists. That means that half of the people that you're ever going to speak to or interact with likely are like C student or less. Those people, if you think about it, on every test that they've ever taken, are getting most of their questions wrong. That means they usually have the wrong answer to any problem, to any solution that they've asked to come up with. The moment those people started saying stuff that other people agreed with was very likely some of the first times that has ever happened in their life. These are the same people that like can't divide stuff. So just to dumb it down for you, if they've been saying forever the equivalent of 2 plus 2 equals 5, and the rest of the world is like, no, it's not, Johnny. You're just dumb, and I'm sorry your parents are brother and sister. Like, for them to, to reach out and say something out loud, that 2 plus 2 equals 5, and then have a whole bunch of people agree with them, that's got to feel fantastic. And then to say it louder and louder still, and then see a political leader a president of the United States say, you know what, Johnny? Two plus two does equal five. And you're just like, I knew it. That's what's happening. And that shit feels great. And I know that because as somebody that's right more often than not, because I am an A student, again, no conceit, just trying to put a, put a story together. As an A student, I'm going to be right most of the time. It does feel good. It feels good to understand how your world works. It feels good to understand concepts. As someone that doesn't understand everything, I know how frustrating it could be to not get stuff. I can't speak a foreign language to save my life. I am in awe of people that do it. People that speak foreign languages in front of me know that because I tell them that. Because I'm so super impressed. My daughter can draw beautifully. She constantly, Dad, if you just tried or practiced more, you could draw too. No, I can't. 
I've tried. I can do the Thanksgiving Day turkey because I can copy my hand. I can do stick figures like my sister can, and that's about it. And it frustrates me. I wish. I wish I could draw fluently in any language, if that makes any sense at all. But I can't. So I understand how frustrating it is to constantly get 2 plus 2 wrong. So when somebody comes along and says, man, you're so right about that 2 plus 2 thing, you're like, that is so awesome to hear. I've been waiting my entire life to hear it. I will follow you literally literally anywhere. And that's why you get toothless fucks with beards and Trump flags saying on national TV that if Trump murdered somebody on the steps of the White House, they'd still vote for him for president. Now, I'm not saying that's everybody, but that's definitely some of them. And I don't know what half of that bell curve you think they're on, but they weren't in honors classes with me. I'll tell you that. It is so good to be back. I'm going to shut up now, play some data remember, because it's what I do best.